Welcome to the Broski Doodles Podcast. Your boy Kiko Flo, Kiko Cervantes in the building, in la casa with you. Let's get right to it, man. The internet fucking died a few days back. I've been meaning to, you know, talk about this shit. Uh, but, I mean, really, not, not the whole internet, right? But a lot of the apps that, you know, most of the youth and actually the general population uses. So it had to do with Instagram, Facebook, and what's the other one? WhatsApp, right? Uh... For me, if WhatsApp affected me as I use WhatsApp, I realized that because I've never had a, an iPhone, people that have iPhones don't really use WhatsApp. They use their own, the, the, the Apple text message system, iMessage or whatever. Um, but yeah, all those companies are owned by Facebook. So when those apps went down, you know, pretty much it was just one company that owns all those apps. And I mean... I had a bit of knowledge of that, but when this happened, it made it even more, you know, clear that that you know that, that that this was an issue because if you think about it, they are pretty much the main apps that everyone uses: Facebook, Instagram, and you know we can leave WhatsApp actually to the side; it's still important, but Facebook and Instagram is heavily used. Then after that, I guess you could say Twitter. TikTok is a weird one, but these are, I think, the main ones at the moment. And it made me realize, like, we're kind of going back to the times when we didn't have the internet and there was just like, a, you know, the, the channels on TV that controlled whatever you, you watched. Because now in the internet, it's, pre it's pretty much com controlled by certain companies. Yeah, you can make a website. Anybody can make a website, but... But at the end of the day, the internet, even though it's, it's free, right, and everybody can access it, you, you do depend on the search engines and the apps where people gather at. And the fact that one company owns all of these apps is actually, to me, a disadvantage. And I, I'm actually thinking that shit should change in a way where com competition makes it so that other people, you know, make new apps that can compete even with YouTube, you know, because... At the beginning, all these apps were really nice. It was really cool. But now they, they want to have, you know, their own ways of, of, of working. I mean, and then on, on top of that, if sometimes they fail like they did on that day, you sort of depend on them. Now, I don't think it was a bad thing that people took a fucking break from social media for a few hours at least. Uh, you know, uh, it's funny how big of, of news it was. I actually thought I was having issues with my internet. And I think many people had this experience at the beginning and then i realized no that it was just a few things that weren't loading so um eventually the news came out that it was that you know there was an outage who knows what it was you know it came out after like that happened a few days or the day after a whistleblower for facebook started talking about you know privacy stuff i uh, don't know the subject too much but i don't know if it really has a relationship Or if it was just that the servers fucking went down on that day. And because they're all owned by the same company, it makes sense that they share servers, you know, like WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook, they share servers. So if, if one server, one location fucks up, it's very possible that they all together fail. And that's what makes more sense uh, regarding what happened. But, you know, it, it got me thinking, I'm 32 now. And, you know, I remember when the, when the internet became a thing. It was, uh, internet was created in the 90s. I was very young then, but 
when it, when it became like a thing that everybody could access, um, I was about like 11, 12. And I remember that it, it was a very free world. It was very uncategorized, you know, you had very shitty search engines and you would get, you would land in very weird pages. So, so it was very free, very wild, wild west where you could say, put anything, but it was very disorganized. And it feels like as the internet has gotten more organized and more categorized, it has also gotten less free. And, you know, for example, let's use, let's use the example of streaming apps. We left watching TV because we didn't want to be prisoners to those channels only and whatever they wanted to show, right? So then, you know, things like Netflix came about where they started providing their own content and you could, you know, just sign up with them directly for a much cheaper price. But now a bunch of streaming services come up that sort of become the channels that we used to watch. And now many people pay for two or three streaming services or more per month. So at the end of the day, you, you're paying what you used to pay with your cable subscription. I mean, I don't know if it's a bad thing. It it definitely has its pros, right? You ha you can choose the the apps that you want to stream. And I think that, you know, maybe what we need is, a, is more competition, just like in the streaming world. We have a lot of competition. We should have that with apps like Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. I think YouTube is a big one that we need to find, I don't know, a way that, that there could be a second thing. Like... Like a like a, a website that you know, because if if YouTube or other apps don't have fear that people could leave their platform, or that at least some of them can, then they're not gonna change. And I understand, in many ways, these apps wanna like protect people from bad information and things that could harm. But at times, it's it's, it's getting to the point where it feels that. It's bias, you know, like I was putting some shit the other day on Facebook. It was something like, I don't know, like, like a stupid comment, just like a funny thing. Right. And like, before I posted it, Facebook was telling me, oh, what you're saying is out of context. Do you still want to post it and be responsible? Some shit like that. I was like, damn, Facebook is getting judgmental as fuck. You know, it was telling me like, like what to say, literally. And and it's weird because, like, I remember, for example, MySpace. There was no, like, policing in MySpace. You could say whatever the fuck you wanted. And there, it, there was this magical thing about the free, free internet where anything went. And that it sort of made it so that you needed to be careful about where you went and what you searched. And you had to be sort of accountable for the things that you searched for, like... You know, part of the, what made the internet beautiful is that there was no gatekeeper protecting me from certain content, like, for example, TV channels would, right? They would only show you the things they want to show you. The beauty about the internet was like, no, I want to see shit, and I myself want to be the one who decides what's good or not for me to watch. And that kind of is dying right now, you know? I was listening to some podcast where they were talking about net neutrality, and it came up because recently, you know, with the Netflix show, The Squid Game, I haven't seen it. Um, normally, I'm a bit of a hater. Whenever any, anybody's, a lot of people are following one thing. I don't want to go there because most of the time the masses are wrong. But every once in a while, the masses like something that's actually good. 
And it could be the case here. A lot of people are praising it. I might watch it. But in any case, because this series, the Squid Game, had so many people watching it, in South Korea, the, the internet providers actually sued Netflix in, in South Korea because they are taking too much of the bandwidth, right? So it's hard to understand, but think about it like, like a very large water pipe, right? And, and the water is the amount of internet that you can send per second. And a, a large part of that pie was taken by Netflix because so many people were, were watching this series. And in South Korea, where they have net neutrality, it's a law that they passed there where not one company or website can get m that much more one bandwidth than other small ones. So it's supposed to protect the smaller ones. In the U.S., they don't have this. So what ends up happening in places like the U.S. is that Netflix simply pays the broadband, the internet uh, companies, some money so that they can exclusively uh, leave uh, for them like a specific amount of bandwidth for them. So it's sort of like you're buying more or less speed in the internet to get to people. So I'm not really sure which one is more fair because in one is sort of like pay to win, but I don't know what's the best way to do it in that sense. But what, I'm, what, I, what I am trying to say is that because there is some sort of limit to the amount of things that could go through the internet, it, it is becoming a thing where whoever owns or controls the system ends up controlling who has actual access and uh, accessibility to the internet. Not so much as a consumer, but as a provider. So if you're a content provider or even a product provider, in the internet, it's getting harder for you to be seen because the people at the top, they decide who gets seen and there's so much content that it sort of gets diluted. It's weird, you know, with the internet, you, you, you could tell that there's so much more, more content of less quality and then that brings pros and cons. Like some of the pros that it brings is that we have created a world where we have a lot of niche channels, right? Like I like Warcraft 3. It's a real-time strategy game. And, and, and I could find channels that specifically talk about that game. And, and, and that's something that you wouldn't be able to find in the past. You know, like in TV channels, you might have found a TV channel that talked about gaming in general. But there wouldn't be enough people to have in, in a national you know, channel a, a thing about a specific game. But the internet made it possible that you could have very niche channels, you know, like CrossFit channels or, you know, people that like sewing or whatever the fuck, you know? That, that was, that's the beauty of, of the internet. And I think, with the, you know, there's still good things that we can say about the state of the internet today and where it can go. I think that competition will ultimately make it a, a, a more fair playground, but it is definitely shifting into uh, a more organized thing that in some ways I see the benefit of it, but in other ways, it sort of goes against what the internet was when I got in it, you know? Like when I was very young and I started using the internet like in 98, 97, you would enter these chat groups, right? And you would start speaking with some random people around the world. And it's crazy to think that at that time, that was a very exciting thing to do. In, in the Latin community, that was insane. I don't know if that was the case also everywhere else in the world, but at least my experience in, the, in South America, going to a chat place like the, where they had computers, you could rent a, a computer for like an hour or whatever. You would go into this cyber 
cafe, right? And you would just get into a chat room and talk to somebody across the globe. And that was insane. Like, my cousin met her boyfriend through there and shit. Like, it was insane. Like, and today, you wouldn't do that. Like, like today, going into a website and speaking to some random people around the world, you don't do that. I mean, if you do that today, in 2021, you're a fucking freak, right? Like, you're into some weird shit, you know? But back then, that was normal. You would speak in a chat room with some random person, and that was exciting for us. It's crazy how the mind and the human shifts depending on what the technology is at the moment. And things that to, to us right now seem like simple and not exciting back then, it was. I mean, we're, we're definitely in a time where we need a lot more stimulation to get excited. You know, we don't have any sort of um, concentration for anything. We have a very short spam of attention. You know, for content creators, it's hard as fuck because we, you know, how do I get your attention without you, your mind just fluttering to something else? There's so much content and I don't, I don't blame you. You know, there's so much things for you to watch out there that is, is hard to, to, to filter and, and to, and to figure out, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. You know, uh, you would notice that, that when I start my podcast, I go right straight to the topics. I'm not here talking shit, asking you to do this, do that. Because I don't want you to fucking leave. I want you to be entertained right away and to gain and to feel like you're getting value by watching and or listening to this podcast right away. You know, I'm not I'm not here to waste your fucking time, man. You know, I'm here to fucking just give it to you hard and fast and quick. You know, this is the type of shit that, you know, you, you go into your work. Boom. The broski doodles are with you. You're going in, in a long road trip. You start watching, uh, listening to the Broski Doodles episode one because maybe you didn't start watching, you know, the podcast since since the beginning of time. So you want to review back the old school episodes. Those episodes were magical. When when I started this shit, I mean, it, it is evident that I don't know what I'm doing still. But if you listen to those podcasts, I mean, it was a fucking shit show. You know, I mean, <laughs> I didn't know what the fuck was happening. But they were very fun ones. You know, back then we had. Steve, uh, he was part of the Broski Doodles. Now this is a solo ship that I've been, that I've been, you know, uh, fucking driving is, you know, for cars. If we're talking about, if we're talking about a ship, right? You will be navigating the ship, I guess. Can't fucking think of the, what's the word for you, for when you drive a boat. Obviously it's not drive. Now let's just call it a navigate. It sounds very like, you know, like I'm fucking, you know, I'm a seaman, you know. So yeah, so I pretty much I have the Black Pearl, you know, the Broski Doodles, and I'm navigating this baby, you know, in the seven seas, you know. But back in the day when this started, it was a two-man ship, and Steven, you know, that motherfucker brought it. So watch those episodes, fun as fuck. Um, but anyways, back, back to the topic, the fucking internet. It ain't free anymore, bro. We need to create another internet. I'm trying to look into what is the internet, like... Can, like, can you and a f- bunch of friends organize some shit where you make a new internet and then we allow people to do whatever the fuck they want in the internet? I mean, obviously not violence, like no, like not real crimes, but like you can talk about anything, like, you know, it's free speech, like a free speech internet. I'm pretty sure it's complicated because I cannot be the first person that thinks that we should create a new internet. I'm pretty sure I'm not the first one. 
I don't even know how that would work, but that's like a great idea. You know those great ideas that you get when you're high, but they're not really good ideas. They just sound like great ideas in the moment. Like, like you're high with your friends and you're like, bro, bro, you know how like they're censoring everyone on like the platforms, right? Bro, what? <laughs> bro, listen, listen. Bro, what if we, right, we create a new internet, bro, and then people can go into that internet and, like, they could just, like, have free speech, man. Like, that would, pff, bro, we will get everybody to join our internet and fuck the other mainstream internet, bro. But that's probably not a good idea because I'm pretty sure there's some complications to that. You, you probably, like, I'm pretty sure for you to create an internet, you will need to have access to certain, who knows, antennas or satellites that only the big people, elites, have access to, and, and they will block you so that you cannot create your own internet. I'm pretty sure. But if you're high with your friend and you're, you're talking about it, that's the type of friend that will be like, yo, bro. Bro, 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 listen, bro. We create a new internet, bro. And then we create a new Amazon. We do it exactly like Bezos. And we, and we make like a new Amazon. We'll call it, you know, the Serengeti, you know, whatever. Angels fall. That's in Venezuela. In Venezuela, we have the tallest water, natural waterfall in the world. It's called Angels Falls. Why is it called like that? It seems like some European, um, you know, naturologists, biologists, you know, these people that like, you know, they go to weird places and see animals fuck. Well, this guy was trying to find out what was going on in the Tepuis. Tepuis are these very high mountain risks that are in the Amazon forest. And near Angels Falls, you would see it. Whatever, this guy, Angels, he crashed into the mountain and he died. And, you know, they called it the fall of the angels, the Angels Falls. Why are you telling us this story? I don't know. Sometimes I want to put in parentheses little bits of information about tourism. If you ever want to go to a beautiful place where you're going to see amazing things, you can go to Venezuela Angels Falls. Maybe not right now. Or if you do decide to go now, make sure that you go with a local. Somebody from Venezuela that can guide you so that you don't die. But it is a magical place. Magical place where we have a lot of poverty, but we have a lot of amazing natural sightseeing. It's sort of like God compensates. You want to have... A paradise in the Caribbean? All right, I'll give you that, Venezuela. But you're going to have communism and hunger. I mean, you can't have both. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I got you. You want beautiful women. Perfect. Girls that everybody get their boob done. Perfect. You want empanadas and arepas and tequeños. All of that. Yes. Oh, fuck. Okay. You want to make one of the best rums in the world, Venezuela? And also, fuck. And you want to have the largest reserves of oil in the whole world as well? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting communism and hunger. I mean, there's no way around this. I mean, there's no way for the numbers to work. There's no way for the numbers to work. And I feel like in life, you know how like when you meet people, you're like, all right, if, if, if that girl is super hot, then she probably isn't that bright. Maybe she's not that smart, right? That's, that's something that, you know, we as people would judge, you know, I'm talking about the whole thing, right? The whole mass of people. That's something that's common to hear. Oh, she's hot as fuck, so she's not that bright. And obviously that's not a stereotype that happens all the time, but it kind of feels like as a human, if you have one thing that's really good, 
you got to compensate with having something else that's not as good. So if you're very smart, maybe you're not athletic. If you're very smart, maybe you're not athletic. If you're athletic, maybe you're not as smart. And, this, you know, vice versa. All right. So with countries, if you look at countries that succeed, they're countries that have harsh conditions, you know? I mean, I'm not saying Scandinavian countries are not beautiful. They got the Aurora Boliares, you know, they got the Northern Lights. They got so many beautiful things, the, the, the snow, the mountains. Yeah, that's, that's, that's true. But you got a lot of like harsh living. If you go to the England side, right? Scotland, Ireland. Those are countries that work, but that have always been really cold, really harsh conditions. Canada, you know. But as you get to the Caribbean, it almost feels like, yeah, you're going to have the flavor. You're going to have the tambores. You're going to have the drums. On the dasi, on the dasi, on the dasi. Yeah, it's gonna, you know, if you're in St. Martin, you know, my people from San Martin, from the, from the islands, you know, from Puerto Rico, from Dominican Republic, you know, the Caribbean, beautiful, beautiful women, fucking cold beer, right? Amazing seafood. But you're going to have hurricanes and communism. I mean, there's no way around it. That's how it fucking works. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. All right, but let, let's get back to the fucking... Uh, you see where I'm going. Let's get back to the, to the fucking topic. I remember the internet meant freedom. Not anymore. Not anymore. It's changed. I, I feel like the internet has fucking tricked us into thinking that we were going to go into a free place. You know what I saw recently? I saw Matrix, the first one, because I want to watch them again. First one, second one, third one, so that when the fourth one comes out, I'm ready to watch that shit. Because the Matrix is the Matrix. So I saw the, the, the first one again last night. Fucking amazing. It holds up. It, age, it ages well. And in that world, you, you know... We, we, it's a very deep movie because it talks about what we all think every day. Like, what is our purpose here? What happens when we die? And this movie sort of gives you, like, like an explanation of what could be happening. Like, what if the world... I mean, everybody knows, you know, what the Matrix is about. You know, it's a simulation that we're living in. But we're really being fucking farmed by the machines, goddammit. You know the story. You know the fucking story, man. So what I'm saying is... What if now we're living in the matrix through the internet, but like willingly, it's not even like we're being, you know, tricked into thinking that's a real world. We've accepted the internet as a real world. It's a very toxic place. And Instagram and these websites maximize that. You know, it's funny how they, they won't let you post some shit that they might deem offensive, but then they allow you to, to like, have a, a Instagram filled with butt models that obviously, you know, for guys that creates a certain issue. And for women, it creates an issue of they think that's the normality. They think that's what's normal. That's the norm. And it's not the norm to have those asses and those uh, poetic motivational phrases. That's not the norm. People like to post about their happy times, and that's great, you know. I'm a person that's I'm more private with my life, but I, I understand and I respect people that like to share their lives, and, you know, some share more than others. You know, I support it, I respect it, 
But we got to be clear that people are going to show always the good side of things. So if you're going through shit in life, just know that we, we all are going through bullshit, you know? Am I getting into am I am I getting into self-help guru mode right now? Hey guys. Hey guys. If you're having a bad day, just breathe in and breathe out. Yes. Today is going to be an amazing day because you are alive. You are alive. And you have one more chance. You have one more day to live to the fullest. Because the past is the past. The future is the future. But the present, well, that's the gift. Imagine, bro, there's people that make money with that shit, man. Inspiring people. I don't know, man. I feel like it's, you know, I'm I'm very skeptic person, and because of that, like I'm 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 very untrustworthy. I don't think that's the word. I'm untrustful. I don't trust people. I don't trust shit. I'm very skeptic, and because of that, it is true. I, I it will be very hard for for me to get scammed. For me to get duped because i'm very like weary of like shady shit but i'm i'm pretty sure i'm also missing opportunities because i i think of everything to be shady and sometimes there might be opportunities that i could have taken part of that would have been good opportunities but i just don't so you know you get the pros and cons you know for everything right everything has an action and an equal reaction of course so i mean i just don't trust shit you know i just don't trust shit and because I'm not trustful of things, when I look at the internet take the route that it's taking now, I ask myself, how are, what, what's gonna happen the day that Facebook doesn't allow me to post anything? What if they're like, oh no, sorry, you can't post that. That sounds too mean, uh, you know? And so whenever I see shit that just feels like could be uh, a scam, that could be some shady shit going on, then that's when I get, you know, that's when I get weary. That's when I, mm, I back out. But I guess I also get worried about what's gonna be there left for people that wanna share content, but the internet doesn't allow them. You know, are we gonna have gatekeepers again? Like back when we had TV channels that controlled all the content. And if they didn't want you, if they didn't like you, you know, like, I mean, we talked in the last episode a bit about Norm MacDonald uh, who passed away, one of the best comedians that ever did it. And he got fired from SNL for joking too much about O.J. Simpson. And, you know, back then, those were the platforms. If you fucked with them, they would fuck with you and you wouldn't have a way of working if you were an, an entertainer. Nowadays, we have the internet, which is amazing. But what if they limit that? I mean, they're already limiting it. They're already censoring. But what if it becomes enough of a problem where where it's an issue to even, you know, try to do this that, that, that I, you know, that I do and that many people do. And it's not just entertainers, but like you as yourself, you know, like I have a lot of debates and conversations on Facebook with people. You know, you try to limit those because you know how Facebook is. Facebook is the, is the place where everybody is an expert at everything, right? At every topic that comes to, to, to the table, everyone's a fucking expert. So you, you want to choose your battles. You don't want to be... You know, having uh, nonsense conversations or debates with people that 
that, you know, are there just to fucking argue, right? But every once in a while, you know, you can debate. But what, you know, it's coming to a point where, like, it's, it's always second questioning me. Like, if I want to post this, are you sure? That's going to sound mean. Are you, are you sure you're a good citizen and a good person? So, you know, let me know what you guys think, you know. Fucking engage! Leave it in the comments below. Tell me, hey, Giko, you know what? I I'm feeling the same. I feel like I'm being watched. Shit, that, that would be even weirder. Chill with that. But let me know what you guys think. And thanks for joining this week again on the Broski Doodles podcast. I hope you enjoyed. I hope that it refreshed your morning, your night. And that you have a lovely, lovely fucking day, Broski Doodles. Peace.